It's time for Retirement Income Solutions. With the team at Security First Asset Management. If you're concerned about having the right financial plan, then this is the show for you. Your hosts are Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith. They're ready to listen to your questions, help you plan for the unexpected, and set you up to thrive in retirement. Here in Middle Georgia, they're the team to turn to for financial guidance so you can have more peace of mind. It's time for the show. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Listen, 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 plan, plan, thrive. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Retirement Income Solutions. I'm Mark Haywood with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith. This is the show for you if you have questions about how to retire with confidence and with the kind of plan that gets you to and all the way through retirement. After all, we want you to thrive in retirement. Bill and Daniel are your financial coaches in Middle Georgia at Security First Asset Management. They have offices in Macon and in Dublin. On today's show, we'll be answering your questions about finances and retirement planning. You can always submit your questions online at completetheplan.com. That's completetheplan.com. All right. Your questions are on deck. It's time for Retirement Income Solutions. Well, time now to take a question from Al, who writes in from Kathleen here on Retirement Income Solutions. Al says, I have two rental properties and both have a mortgage on them. I have enough money and investments that I could pay off both properties, but I'm getting enough in rent to cover the mortgages. So do I even need to pay them off? Al, thanks for the question. Uh, It's a good thing that you have... Your property is both rented out, and uh, especially that your mortgage is able to be covered by rents from it. The real question would be, what are the terms of the loans that you have on, on the properties? What other debts do you have? What age are you in? You know, is, is this something you want to go ahead and take care of? Because you can provide yourself with a bigger stream of income, netting more money without the debt. But I think, I think most importantly is the type of loan and how it's structured. You, you definitely want to as interest rates may be rising in the future, if, if you're a variable rate loan, if you have a variable rate loan on it, you would want to have that paid off sooner than later as rates could rise in the near future. But you you also, if you, if you have a business, you can write off the interest against your business that you have uh, with the interest if you're doing that as a business investment. So there may be reasons to, do, to pay it off, but I think if you have a low interest rate that's fixed, it's hard, it's hard for me to tell you to to take money and pay it off instead of just investing the money in something else. And uh, that, that'd be my opinion on it. What do you think, Bill? You have well, a little experience I, in real estate. Yeah, I would, I would ask the question about uh, what's the long-term plan for your two properties. Is this something you want to keep in and through retirement and enjoy the the fruits of the rental income, or is this something you're just going to dispose of in the near future? If it's something you can dispose of in the next five to ten years, it may not make sense to pay the mortgage off because you're – Actually, you're not doing doing yourself any big favor there because you can write the interest off against the earnings. So it depends. It depends on what, how this uh, fits into his overall retirement plan. Al, we certainly see all the time how the answers to these questions often are more detailed than what we can get into here on the show. So we thank you for writing in, and we hope maybe you'll come in for a visit with Bill and Daniel and the team there at Security First Asset Management and get a plan in place that will really help you get into the details of your situation and maybe some of the other questions you have about retirement as well. Thanks again for writing in. You're listening to Retirement Income Solutions. Listen, plan, and thrive. 
with the team from Security First Asset Management serving you here in Middle Georgia. You can find them online at completetheplan.com. That's completetheplan.com. Or you can reach out, give them a call at 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. We're taking your questions from the mailbag this hour of the show. We thank you for writing in. As always, we'd love to feature your questions. Let's take a question now from Roger and Byron who writes in. Roger says, I have an after-tax account with some investments that pay really nice quarterly dividends, but those dividends also create a substantial tax bill each year. Should I invest in something different in that account? Roger, thanks uh, so much for writing us in. Uh, I commend you for even having money put away uh, in, in non, non-taxable type accounts because most people we deal with have, have a lot of their assets put away in pre-qualified accounts like 401ks and IRAs. You're dealing with a, with a taxable situation in long term is probably more favorable than being in an, all your money in one place such as a 401k. There's a progressive uh, state of taxes where you're dealing with either 0, 15, or 20% max. We have a broader uh, bracket now with the, with the uh, capital gains and dividend taxes and so you can actually uh, put a lot more in the in that area and stay in the 15 and or 20 is the max. So well, thinking about this question, I had another question that came to my mind is uh, what would you be your alternative? You, you say, what could you do differently? Well, if you sold any of those holdings inside this account, you would have capital gains tax, which could be equal to the 15 or 20 percent that you're already paying on your assets, uh, on your dividends. So really to do something different is going to trigger a taxable event just like your ongoing dividends are. The only thing you could do short of that is investing something that would be tax deferred and you're already doing that possibly inside your 401k or IRA so you're just deferring taxes down the road. The Probably the most favorable taxes we have in the bracket structure we have today is zero, 15 or 20 percent capital gains and our dividend taxes. So, you know, you, you get a good situation where you're generating uh, sizable amounts of dividends. Unfortunately, the, the benefit uh, is, is great, but the uh, alternative to that is, is not any better. If you go into taxable things uh, such as uh, interest at the bank, can't earn much, and it's all ordinary income. So really, you have the most favorable structure being dividends in our capital gains as far as current tax brackets are concerned. So I don't know that we could tell you to do anything differently with the money. Uh, just give us a call and let us help you understand really how they, this, these accounts fit into your overall taxable uh, retirement planning, I, I would guess. What do you think, Daniel? Well, you know, if you, if, Roger, if you're a little bit older, too, having investments that pay the dividends generally are less volatile. So you, you don't have to take as much risk. If, let's say, you invested in a stock that didn't pay a dividend that was a growth stock, you wouldn't have to pay the the tax on the dividends, but you would have a lot more volatility and risk. So you had to factor that in too. Do you want stability and a little bit of reliable income coming in with your dividends, or do you want to take more risk and try to avoid the dividend? I would. I think that as you age, you probably want to take less risk, and we like dividend-paying investments. We certainly do. And, and again, uh, when you look at current tax uh, structure, uh, dividends and our capital gains are the most favorable compared to ordinary income. So that's something to think about. 
Roger, we thank you for writing in. And certainly, as Bill suggested, you can reach out to the team at Security First Asset Management to figure out how those fit into your overall investment plan. Reach out to the team by calling 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Time now for a question from Maggie. She writes into us from Macon. And Maggie says, I had kids later in life than most people, so I'm almost 60, and my twin boys will be heading off to college in a few months. I really want them to be able to finish college without any huge student loans, but I'm not sure that I can pay for both of them to get through school without hurting myself financially. I'd like to retire eventually, after all. Which thing should I place a higher priority on, their education or my retirement? You're in a tough situation, Maggie. I I like that you're trying to look out for your kids. I think most people do want to give their children a nice head start without having to take on a lot of debt uh, when they're younger. But I think the key point here is that you're closer to retirement. So they have a whole lifetime ahead of them. If they have to take out some student loans, probably won't be as as detrimental as you having to postpone your retirement until your 70s or or maybe later. I think that it's a tough choice, though. The good news is you want want to make sure that they keep their student loan balances low. Maybe there's a happy medium where you can help pay some of it, but then they have to maybe work their way through college. I know that's unheard of now, but when I went to school, uh, I worked my way through college. How about you, Bill? Nobody paid mine. Nobody gave me a check. Right. I think that's great you're wanting to try to, but I would put the focus on your retirement, being that you're almost 60. You want to make sure that you have your savings adequately uh, saved up, and you're not going to have enough time to make up the difference. If you take out a chunk of money right now at your age, it's not likely you'll be able to replace that, and this is where your money should be compounding and growing the most as it's a larger balance, hopefully, a little bit later in life. So I would put the priority on your retirement. I know that's a tough choice, but maybe there's a way to continue to help them too and help them to understand the situation. I think, Maggie, uh, I think you're – your children will understand that uh, you need to do what you need to do to make sure that you have a secure retirement, and they'll probably buy into it. You can help them some way, maybe not 100%. Do you have a question like what we've covered today on our show? Don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind. There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve the successful retirement that you'd like to have. If you want to ask a question about your particular situations, here's what we'll do. We're offering a complimentary financial review to you. When you come in, we'll talk about your retirement income needs, where that income is going to come from, and how you'll outpace inflation, pay as little as possible in taxes, and make sure that you don't outlive your money. We'll make it all easy to understand. Take the first step right now because for almost everybody, that's the hardest part. If you're ready to get your financial plan in place, give us a call right now. Well, do you still have a lot of questions revolving around your retirement plan? That's probably not a good thing. Get answers to those questions with our financial review. Just dial 800-987-1443. Give us a call. Again, that's 800-987-1443. We'll bring you into our office in Dublin or Macon and review your specific goals, needs, wants, and make sure you get a plan that can accomplish all those desires. But it all starts with a phone call, and that number is 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. If you get the voicemail, don't worry. A lot of people try to get through each week. Just leave a quick message, and we'll get back with you shortly to set up your complimentary review. Just call 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. 
and I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who will look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that will protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. Get started today with your complimentary review at Security First Asset Management. 800-987-1443. No cost or obligation. 800-987-1443 at Security First Asset Management. Call now. 800-987-1443. 800-987-1443. Time for a Middle Georgia fun fact. Did you know Dublin is known to have the tallest building in central Georgia? The Ficklin and Company building measure right at 211 feet. We know planning for a retirement can be a tall order, but we have you covered. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Time now for a question from Donna here out of the mailbag. We love taking your listener questions. And as always, you can submit a question to be featured on the show. Just go online to completetheplan.com. That's completetheplan.com. We'd love to hear from you. Donna says, and by the way, she's writing out of Macon. She says, my husband and I are getting divorced and deciding how to split up our assets. He'll owe me about $200,000 and I could take that from his 401k or just take that amount from cash in our money market account. Which should I choose? Well, Donna, on the surface, that's a very easy response uh, because I like money that uh, I don't have to pay taxes on. And taking the money out of the 401k, when you take it out, it's all tax, whereas with 200000 you're only going to pay taxes on future growth. So on the surface, that's a very quick answer. I would take it in the $200,000 cash. But uh, to answer the question on a, on a more rounded basis as far as how old you are and when you're planning on retiring and whether the assets you have and what your income is, do you need defer uh, income into future taxable accounts? That's called retirement planning, retirement income planning. So on the surface, certainly I'd take the 200000 but I'd like to know how that would fit into your overall plans moving forward so you don't make a decision that maybe may hurt you one way or another tax now or in the future. What do you think, Daniel? I had this exact conversation last week with a lady. Her, her husband, or now, well, they're getting divorced, but she was mentioning that same situation. He had a You sure she's not the one to call in with a fake name or something? No, it could be her. It could <laughs> okay. be. Um, but what, what I mentioned to her was it, she didn't realize the impact of taking the IRA money. She wouldn't get, keep it all because she has to pay taxes on that. Right. And he had already spent $50,000 in a non-qualified account. He was just going to give her the difference in an IRA. Mm. And I said, no, you should go after another non-qualified account because that's apples to apples. And yeah. Instead of having to pay all the taxes, you know, yeah. most of the taxes have been paid with the right. non-qualified money. And we don't know either, Donna, whether or not you're going to need any of these funds. So if you're going to need any of these funds and how old you are, because if you're fit, younger than 59 and a half, taking money out of that 401k or IRA for living expenses is, a, is going to be a taxable event plus a penalty. So you got to work it all together and find out where the best solution is based on what your needs are. But on the surface, again, you don't want to take a taxable account in the future if you can get a non-tax account today. So 
Give us a call and let us sit down and help you figure out how it might fit into your overall plan before you pull the trigger on it. Donna, you can reach out to the team at Security First Asset Management here in Middle Georgia by calling 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. The team does offer a complimentary review of your situation. We'll talk about that here shortly. And you can come in and sit down and just see how uh, your situation fits into your overall retirement plan and get a full picture of your finances. Just reach out to the team by calling 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Let's take a question now from Leo here out of the mailbag. Leo writes into us from Bonaire and Leo says, I'm embarrassed to ask this question because I know there are people who have actual problems with money that would love to be as fortunate as I've been, but I'm wondering what you do once you're in your 70s and realize you have more money than you'll ever be able to spend. Well, Leo, I guess you're right. That is a good problem to have. Leo says, I have three kids, and I guess they'll probably just inherit all of it. But in a weird way, I'm almost sad that I didn't enjoy life a little bit more along the way instead of working so hard to save up all of this money that I'll never use myself. Gosh, Leo. To begin with, uh, congratulations. At least you feel secure, and it appears that you'll have uh, more money than you'll need uh, based on your comments here. If you're still healthy and you're in your 70s, once you're in your 70s, it seems that you are now, enjoy it. Once you understand that uh, you have enough and if you have a plan in place that uh, helps you understand that completely, there's nothing wrong with spending some of your money. There's nothing wrong with maybe gifting some of it to your children now so you can help them manage that money and, 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 and enhance their lifestyle somewhat. But uh, probably more than likely uh, they will inherit it, as you indicate, but they probably could use some guidance on that as well. So maybe, maybe it would be a good idea for you to kind of figure out how maybe you can utilize those assets now in a way that will help, in, uh, help them in their future so that they're secure, not giving things to them necessarily, but teaching them and helping them to see why it's important to put money away, to have a secure retirement. And and maybe the money will become more special, more sacred to them. And a lot of times that people inherit money, kids inherit money, and we see it all the time, Daniel. The money doesn't last. I mean, they, they it's not that the money's bad, but uh, all of a sudden they got this boatload of money and they go out and do things that, that Leo, you won't do. They, they won't go out. They'll go out and buy cars, maybe two or three of them in the first two or three years. And you probably wouldn't buy a car for 15 or 20 years, Leo. It sounds like you've been saving your money. So they're going to get it. But now's the time for you to maybe set in place the what you would like to see happen with this money so that their lives are enriched and not not because they feel like they can be rich and buy anything they want. Uh, so we'd, we'd advocate that you sit down and, and think through this and have some plans in place to deal with it. Yeah, and also figure out, you know, what's the best way to transfer the money to them? If it's an IRA, certainly you don't want to give them the tax burden of having to inherit money just in IRAs. If you know you're not going to spend it, you should probably consider Roth conversions, maybe moving some money over to a tax-free bucket, and then they inherit it without the taxes. Or even life insurance to really to really uh, to have the tax-free benefit that would uh, not only help them, but maybe help your grandchildren. So, you have a situation if you have grandchildren and you want to help them and not just your children, uh, you can do some planning to make this uh, a legacy planning, a generational planning. And if you're not worried about outliving your assets, then you can afford to maybe gift and, and structure your monies, uh, not only for your children, but your grandchildren. 
and so that everybody's blessed by the effort that you put in. Because Leo, you did it yourself. You worked your tail off, and now now you have you can reap the rewards of that that you can feel good about generationally for you for your legacy. But thanks for writing in, and we'd be happy to sit down with you and kind of help you walk through some of the ideas we just talked about of how you can do some legacy planning. Certainly, Leo. Thanks for writing in. If you'd like to approach uh, some of those ideas that Bill and Daniel spoke about when it comes to legacy planning, you'd be certainly welcome to reach out to the team, come in, get a complimentary visit and review of your situation. You can kind of dive into the nitty-gritty of those financials and uh, exactly what it means when you're set. <laughs> you can kind of try to determine what that means and what it'll look like maybe to pass some of that wealth on to your family. If you'd like to reach out to the team at Security First Asset Management, just call 800 987 one four four three. That's eight hundred nine eight seven one four four three. Alec writes into us from all the way over in Perry. Alec says our IRAs seem like they haven't made much money for us the last two years. Is our broker just not paying attention to our accounts or what? Well, Alec, thanks for the question. You know, this is a very legitimate question. Part of it just depends on your asset allocation. What are you invested in? If you're well diversified, if you had a diversified portfolio. So, for example, if you own large cap stocks and some small cap, mid cap, if you own some bonds, if you own some international exposure, if it's diversified in that manner, you may see that there is times that there are times when you lag just the S&P 500, which is just one asset class, U.S. large cap stocks. The purpose of owning diversified investments is to reduce risk. If you own other asset classes than just one type of stocks, you're probably going to fare better when we have a downturn in the market. Now, all of this is based on the assumption that you have a diversified portfolio. It also is possible that maybe you are not allocated properly for your goals. You know, A lot of it depends on your time horizon. How long are you going to be investing? The longer you have, the more risk you can afford to take. So, you know, we need to look at your individual holdings and see how it pans out and how it stacks up against your goals and your time horizon. But if it's something that's worrying you and he's not bringing it up to you, obviously you need to address the issue and we're more than happy to help you look at that, Alex. So thanks for, thanks for writing in. Do you have a question like what we've covered on the show today? Don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind. There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve that successful retirement we're all after. If you want to ask a question about your particular situation, here's what we'll do. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review, and we'll offer this review for free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit, and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio, and is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. We'll analyze the tax implications of your savings. Health care. Do you have plans to pay for health care or long-term care need in the future? Legacy. Do you want to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of dreams. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and to make sure you don't run out of money in retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. Well, do you still have a lot of questions revolving around your retirement plan? That's probably not a good thing. Get answers to those questions with our financial review. 
Just dial 800-987-1443. Give us a call. Again, that's 800-987-1443. We'll bring you into our office in Dublin or Macon and review your specific goals, needs, wants, and make sure you get a plan that can accomplish all those desires. But it all starts with a phone call, and that number is 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. If you get the voicemail, don't worry. A lot of people try to get through each week. Just leave a quick message, and we'll get back with you shortly to set up your complimentary review. Just call 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Getting the right retirement plan is important. Make sure that the person designing your plan abides by the three C's. Your plan should be comprehensive and that it leaves no stone unturned. Every angle of the retirement world should be considered from estate planning to tax planning and risk versus safety. All of it is important to consider. Your plan should also be customized. Cookie cutter plans are a no-no. Your plan should be unique to your situation and any true financial analysis will reflect that. Finally, an advisor should put a plan together for you that is complimentary, at no cost or obligation to you. It should be a fact-finding mission, not a sales pitch out of the gate. So remember the three C's comprehensive, customized, and complimentary. If you're struggling to find that kind of plan, call Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith with the Security First Asset Management Team here in Middle Georgia. Dial 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Visit our website for details on the services we provide, education videos, our great learning center, and to find out about upcoming events. It's all on completetheplan.com. That's completetheplan.com. This question comes to us from Jimmy. Jimmy is in Kathleen. Thanks for writing in, Jimmy. He says, I've heard you talk about having an emergency fund, but I'm having trouble determining how much I should have in mind and where I should invest it. I'm also not exactly sure how to define an emergency so that I know when I can dip into it. What is your take? Thanks, Jimmy, first and foremost for writing into us. So let's just kind of break your question down. What is an emergency fund? Divining it for you. An emergency fund and how it should be invested. I'll answer that in the same way. Well, to begin with, if it's, if it's an emergency fund, it should be invested somewhere where it's uh, protected, like saying in the bank type product, and uh, liquid so you can get your hands on it. What is it? Well, what kind of emergencies might you have? You might have to replace a roof. You may have a, a catastrophic health issue that you need to pay for. You may have to replace a motor or a transmission something that isn't truly an emergency that you have to have a roof on your on your home and it stop the leaks you got to have something to drive you got to take care of your health so those are emergency issues so those monies need to be set aside someplace so you can get a hold of them and probably the best place to do so is in a bank and a bank product whether it be a cd or a savings account where the money is is fdic insured protected and 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 is earning a little bit of interest so that's where you should start and how much you should have, we recommend that you have a minimum of three months worth of your income needs. We'd like to see six months. So for example, if you need $3,000 a month to live off of, then that would be anywhere between nine and $18,000 that you have set aside in an emergency fund and you don't use it unless you need it. 
So that's the key here. It's, it's not to be used for savings. It's not to be used to replace an automobile unless one thing, you know, something catastrophic happens. You need to replace an engine or something like that. That's what it's designed to do. Our next question comes to us from Bill. Bill is over in Dublin. And Bill says, what happens to the money in my 401k after I retire? Do I have to roll it over to a different account or can I just leave it there? Well, Bill, thanks for the question. You know, it depends on when you retire and and really should you roll it over most 401k plans have a provision called in-service distribution when you're 59 and a half you can do an in-service rollover where you can roll it to an ira Uh, you're not forced to to roll it over most plans have a provision where you can leave the money there if you're if you're no longer working you are going to have to take your required minimum distribution from it the irs requires you take out a small percentage of your 401k when you turn 70 and a half the year in which you do so Really, what should determine whether or not you leave it invested there is, is what you're trying to accomplish with that money. Most 401k plans are geared for growth, but if you're needing to take income from it, there's not as many options there for you know, generating income, for protecting principal, and sometimes there's mandatory tax withholdings. Maybe you are in a lower tax bracket. Many 401k plans, employer plans will make you withhold 20% in taxes, even though you're not paying that much in taxes. So there's some very good reasons for looking elsewhere outside of the plan to invest it, lots of different investment options. But whether or not you should do so really depends on your financial plan. And uh, certainly having a lifetime income blueprint, which is what we advocate, should be the cornerstone of what you're doing. So thanks for that question, Bill. Lisa writes into us now from Forsyth. Lisa says, my divorce will be final in about a month. I've always paid the bills, but was never really involved with the long-term financial planning during our marriage. Where is a good place for me to start now that I'm on my own? Well, Lisa, uh, thanks again for writing in to us. Uh, we appreciate uh, our listeners writing in to us with these questions. Uh, we enjoy uh, addressing them. The first advice I would give to you is don't do anything hastily. I know divorces are quite uh, dramatic and the, the consequences emotionally are great and you shouldn't be making major decisions under duress. So a good place to start is to sit down and have a conversation with a financial advisor like ourselves so that we can help you identify uh, not only where you are, but help identify and address your concerns and your goals and uh, help you get yourself on a good solid footing before you make any decisions that uh, might have lifetime consequences. So you should be educated on what your needs are and what the planning process is so that you can put a plan in place that will get you on sure footing so that you can move ahead with your life and feel the independence and and not have the worries that uh, could be associating with not with the unknown. So we advocate a, a lifetime income planning, and uh, that's what we provide for those folks who come in and visit with us. So we'll help you understand and identify your goals and your challenges and, and help put a plan in place to help you navigate for the rest of your life so you're not alone. Do you have a question like what we've covered today on our show? Don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind. There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve the successful retirement that you'd like to have. If you want to ask a question about your particular situations, here's what we'll do. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review. And we'll offer this service free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio? And is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. 
We'll analyze the tax implication of your savings. Healthcare. Do you have plans to pay for healthcare or for a long-term care need in the future? Legacy. Do you plan to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of goals. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and make sure you don't run out of money in your retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. Well, do you still have a lot of questions revolving around your retirement plan? That's probably not a good thing. Get answers to those questions with our financial review. Just dial 800-987-1443. Give us a call. Again, that's 800-987-1443. We'll bring you into our office in Dublin or Macon and review your specific goals, needs, wants, and make sure you get a plan that can accomplish all those desires. But it all starts with a phone call, and that number is 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. If you get the voicemail, don't worry. A lot of people try to get through each week. Just leave a quick message, and we'll get back with you shortly to set up your complimentary review. Just call 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Fishing is an art, and any fisherman worth his salt knows the proper tools to land a whopper. You wouldn't take a cane pole to catch a bass, and unless you're just looking for a tranquil day on the boat, you probably wouldn't use shrimp for bait on the lake. The same can be said of your retirement. There are all sorts of financial products out there, and it's important to know which ones are the right fit for you. A random jumble of investments won't do you much good in retirement. Work with an advisor who knows how to fish, who sees the art within. A well-crafted financial plan will go a long way toward making a successful retirement. Make sure you're putting the right tools in your portfolio. Claim your complimentary review today at Security First Asset Management, 800-987-1443. 800-987-1443. No cost, no obligation. Start now. 800-987-1443. In all honesty, planning for retirement shouldn't be that hard. We listen to each other, we make a plan, and you thrive. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Listen, plan, thrive. Well, you're listening to Retirement Income Solutions. Hank writes into us now from Perry. Hank says, I've heard that you need to have between 15 and 20 times your annual salary and savings to be able to retire comfortably. Do you think that's accurate? Hanks, we appreciate you uh, writing into our show today. And uh, this is a question we have quite often. Uh, how much should you have to retire comfortably? And I'm not so certain that 15 to 20 times is appropriate to say for everybody. It depends on things like, well, will you have a pension? That should be the first question we, we, we address. Where is the source of income coming from in retirement? If it's coming from guaranteed sources like a pension, and then we know we have Social Security, then maybe you don't have a need for a larger bucket of money. So it all goes in one bucket, and you got to spit it out and say, this is my income. The income has to meet your needs, what your must-haves are and your want-to-haves. So it varies from, from person to person. That's why we believe in doing individual retirement plans that are based on the income needs of that individual and his spouse and his household. And we call that process the Lifetime Income Blueprint. So uh, if you uh, have a need to talk further, give us a call, and we'll help you sit down and understand where you are now, um, where the income sources are going to be in retirement, and 
how much money you all have to need uh, over there in that bucket to, to generate that income. Yeah, and when you're going to retire is a big part of that, too. Uh, are you wanting to retire in your 50s or 60s, 70s? You know, a lot of that depends on how much you need to have saved in, in your asset pool as well. So if we decide to retire at 75, we need less, not more? Well, unless you just want to be real extravagant the last Well, uh, you might want to. If you're 75, you want to go out and really spend it, huh? Yeah, you know. You, you may need more. Nothing wrong with that. Just plan ahead. Yeah, that's me. That's what I want to do. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Retirement Income Solutions. Marie writes into us from Warner Robins. And Marie says, I wasn't planning to move, but my dream home just came on the market. My current home is paid off, but I'd have to take out a mortgage if I bought this one. I'm retiring in five years, so is it a bad idea for me to have a mortgage? Maria, thanks for the question. You know, this is something that comes up sometimes. You know, when people are getting into retirement, uh, sometimes they want to change homes. and Sometimes that doesn't always mean the homes cost less than the one they're in. So if you just paid off your old home and you don't have a mortgage on it, naturally it would make sense to me to take that equity and to put as much of it as you can towards the new home and if you still have to have a mortgage most people in retirement feel better about retiring without a mortgage on a clean slate but if you have if you're going to have great income streams pensions social security and have plenty of assets you may feel comfortable with a small mortgage it really just depends on where you're at with uh, your thoughts on that. I, I think it, for most people, it'd be best to pay it off before you retire, just for the sake of having you know, peace of mind when you get into retirement without having to have that debt. Yeah, most of the time, we find that most folks would like not to have a mortgage in retirement. But again, uh, like Daniel said, if you've got uh, a good pension source of income coming in and and that along with Social Security, if you qualify for it, if that meets your needs and you can afford to service the debt and, and not uh, reduce your lifestyle, then we certainly think that might not be a bad idea for you, Marie. So let's uh, just think through it. And uh, if you want to come down and have a chat with us, we'll help you understand how it works. This is Retirement Income Solutions with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith, the team at Security First Asset Management. We're taking your listener questions. Greg writes in from Forsyth, and Greg says, I'm being offered an early retirement package from my company that includes a severance package and a pension buyout. Is it wise to consider this? Greg, thanks for the question. That's a tough one. Taking a pension buyout, meaning if you they are offering you a lump sum amount of money instead of a lifetime income stream, is a difficult decision to make. In general... If they're offering you that, it may be they think that they can get away with paying you less over your lifetime by giving you the lump sum buyout instead of the income stream. They probably see they have less liability doing that, and that may be why they're offering it. So understanding how difficult it would be for you to generate the needed lifetime income is an important part of this. Now, if you, for example, have saved enough assets to not need a pension, then maybe that's something you would consider, especially if you're trying to leave a legacy for your family. Maybe that's part of your overall plan is trying to leave a legacy. I don't know your situation, but if that were, that could be a situation where you would take the lump sum pension buyout instead of turning that down and taking the pension. Sometimes, I, in fact, I, I have clients that have preferred to take the pension buyout because they didn't need the income from it or didn't need all of it, and they were able to create a plan to leave more assets to their family instead of having it tied up in income streams. But it'd be really important, and it's a super hard decision to make. Giving up a pension is a real tough decision and something that you should not take lightly. 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, you need to look at it this way. They're, they're going to either offer you a lump sum that you have to invest and create income for yourself, or the guaranteed income stream that comes from a pension. So as Daniel said, it's a tough decision. It's something you shouldn't take very lightly. It needs to be a part of an overall plan so you see how it fits in. Do you have a question like what we've covered today on our show? Don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind. There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve the successful retirement that you'd like to have. If you want to ask a question about your particular situations, here's what we'll do. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review. And we'll offer this service free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio? And is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. We'll analyze the tax implication in your savings. Healthcare. Do you have plans to pay for healthcare or for a long-term care need in the future? Legacy. Do you plan to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of goals. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and make sure you don't run out of money in your retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. Well, do you still have a lot of questions revolving around your retirement plan? That's probably not a good thing. Get answers to those questions with our financial review. Just dial 800-987-1443. Give us a call. Again, that's 800-987-1443. We'll bring you into our office in Dublin or Macon and review your specific goals, needs, wants, and make sure you get a plan that can accomplish all those desires. But it all starts with a phone call, and that number is 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. If you get the voicemail, don't worry. A lot of people try to get through each week. Just leave a quick message, and we'll get back with you shortly to set up your complimentary review. Just call 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Time for a Middle Georgia fun fact. Did you know that the Allman Brothers Band, Jason Aldean, and Little Richard have all called Macon home? Keep listening to Retirement Income Solutions and build a financial plan that'll make you sing. Stephen writes into us now. Stephen is in Macon, and Stephen says, I'll try to keep the details brief. Warning, guys, it's actually quite a long question. He says, I'll try to keep the details brief. Long story short, I'm the executor of my deceased mother's will, and my sister is currently living in mom's house. I don't want to kick her out, but I'm afraid that I'm going to need the money from the sale of the house to fund my retirement, which starts in three months. I have about $600,000 saved. But the house would bring another 200000 which would make a huge difference. How do I figure out if I'm okay with what I have or if it's worth kicking my sister out? Oh, that was a tough question. Family Steve. dynamics, too, there. Yeah, Stephen, uh, you know, I'm in the same boat, buddy. My mother passed away, uh, left the home there for nine children to split. And, uh, and we have a sister living there right now that, you know, obviously she can't afford to be somewhere else. And so she's... Uh, She's living in the home, and uh, I'm not banking on, on that money myself, but I understand your question. Uh, that's a toughie. You, you, you really don't know uh, exactly how to, to approach that, I'm sure. But that's probably the reason when you wrote in to us. But uh, I think the first step would be for Stephen for you to kind of sit down and, and figure out exactly 
where you need the income to come from in retirement. If you're planning on the retiring, as you said, and you have $600,000 already sold, you don't necessarily say, excuse me, you don't necessarily have to have $600,000 the first year you retire. So maybe you can work out a plan that on your income flow that uh, will help you meet your needs now. And uh, down the road, you know you'll have the other money from the sale of the home when your sister's been able to put things together so that she too is comfortable. So maybe working a, an income plan now based off the assets you have, showing that income from that sale of that home coming in in the future will help put together a plan for you so you can see things not only as they are now, but how they will be once you have the other assets. But depending on what your income needs are now, uh, how many years you'll need to fund it, the 600000 could fund for, for quite a number of years. So it's part of the puzzle. Uh, it'd be like if you didn't have that home there and you were expecting a, a sale of another asset sometime down the road to be part of the liquidity you need to create income. I think what would be in your best interest is to kind of see how it looks like overall so you can see how what the needs are in the immediate future and plan for your income needs for the rest of your life prior to you retiring. You're listening to Retirement Income Solutions. Listen, plan, and thrive with the team from Security First Asset Management. If you have questions about today's show as we're taking your listener questions here out of the mailbag, you can reach out to the team at 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. All right, let's take another listener question here. This one comes to us from Diane, Diane's and Kathleen. And Diane says, I'm 55 and worried about the stability of Social Security. I think this is a question you guys probably get a lot. I just don't know if it'll be around for the rest of my lifetime. What do you think? You're probably amongst thousands of others asking the same question almost on a daily basis. Uh, I could be real quick with a response and say, look, you know, uh, what government employee uh, in Congress would ever not do something to keep Social Security in place and expect that be reelected? They've got the power of the pen up there and they can uh, print money all day long to keep it going. But the fact is that something has to be done at some point in time and, and over the next few years to make it more stable than it is now. We typically tell folks your age is probably not a lot to be concerned with. Some younger folks may be concerned unless some changes are made. Personally, I think it's going to be all right for you. You're still seven years away from your minimum date to, to take it. And a couple of changes could be made to Social Security if if our government officials would actually take the time to do something about it. They could make it last a whole lot longer. But then again, it has to be sold to, you know, the population. You know, you and I who, who vote may not want to have a decrease in, in our benefits, and we may not want to have to pay more into the system, but something has to be done. I think, by and large, anybody that's at your age uh, probably will not uh, have too much of anything to worry about. Maybe possibly a reduction in benefit, but certainly not a complete elimination of, of, of the system itself. I don't think that will probably happen. All right. Our next question comes to us from Andy. Andy is in Dublin and Andy says, how much of my portfolio is it okay to have invested in just one stock? I have about $2 million, but almost half of it is invested in one company. Wow. Andy, that's uh, a great question. And my personal thoughts on this is that having half of your money, which would be a million dollars in this case in one stock, is is way too much. The reason for that is is simply because if you have all your money in one stock, you don't have the diversification to reduce the amount of volatility or risk in your portfolio. In general, a general rule of thumb is 5% or less per stock, and that way you spread the risk around. Even if you own a really high-quality company, a blue-chip stock, Having it all in just one 
doesn't give you the diversification you need to protect you, to protect your portfolio. So think about this. For many, many decades, uh, GE, General Electric, was thought of you know, as a blue-chip stock. But here recently, in the last you know several years, their stock prices just plummeted. And so just because you own a high-quality stock and you just own one of them doesn't mean it will always be sustained like that. So having your, your portfolio diversified, owning many different holdings, owning many different companies will help reduce that overall risk. And so it's important not only just to have it invested in good asset classes and good diversification, but having it in, as part of an overall plan. What will this money be used for? Will you use it for retirement? Are you going to just pass this money on? And what determines how much risk you have in your portfolio should be your time horizon. How much time do you have before you need to start spending some of the money? You want to create an overall plan that lays all this out before you can decide what to invest in. Part of what we do is something called a risk analysis. We'll do something called a stress test where we can take your individual holdings and tell you how much downside risk you have in your portfolio. How far down may it go in a recession? And that is a wake-up call for many people. Right now we're 10 years into a very large bull market. So we forget how much it hurts to lose a lot of money, to see it go down on our statements. But the key driver should be when you need to spend it. We think it's important to understand how much risk you have and have it, your holdings incorporated into an overall financial plan and an income plan. Donna writes into us now. Donna is in Byron, and Donna says, I just got a prospectus for an investment that's been proposed to me. I can't imagine actually sitting and reading through it all, and I don't know that I'd understand much, even if I did. You know how big those things are, guys. Am I hurting myself if I don't slog through the whole thing? It's like reading a dictionary, right? Well, yeah, it was written by an attorney in a locked room down in the basement. <laughs> right, right. Have, who hasn't of, seen the light for weeks? You know, he won't see it for another five years, probably. Yeah, yeah. They didn't <laughs> go to school for, uh, you know, dramatic, infective writing, that's for sure. But I'll tell you what, Donna, you have a very common question. It's an important question because you do want to understand what you're investing in. You do want to understand the fees, the expenses, the risk. All of those things are outlined in the prospectus. Now, I will say, if you feel that the prospectus is too long and too large, they do have something called a summary prospectus, which is a kind of an overall summary that wraps it up a little bit neater than reading the whole prospectus and all the legal terms. So summary prospectus is normally going to be provided somewhere inside of the prospectus. You can skip to the summary prospectus. It kind of gives you the overviews of the fees and expenses and the risk and what they're going to be investing in, certain rules, how much turnover. Turnover means how often they will change investments inside of the mutual fund, if it's a mutual fund you're investing in. But a prospectus is also going to be provided to you for other other types of investments as well. Real estate funds will have that included, business development companies, closed-in funds, all of which are required to provide you with a prospectus. So it is important to understand what you're investing in. Now, your advisor, hopefully, or whoever sold you the product you're in, would have already outlined most of those key points. But for your own protection, understanding what you're investing in, look for what's called the summary prospectus to kind of summarize it for you, and maybe it won't put you to sleep immediately. Maybe you can get through you can it. Get through it. Not only, not only understanding what you're buying uh, or what's being proposed to you, as you indicated here, uh, Donna, is important, but uh, the why? Why are you being uh, proposed such an investment, and how does it work into your overall investment policy? And your overall investment needs, and, and how is it uh, centered around a, a future retirement planning 
need that you might have. Do you find that most people have a pretty good idea of what they're getting into just from that meeting with the advisor? Because like Don is kind of implying here, a lot of people don't read these. And I know especially with the big box companies, you just kind of know that there's two or three investments that everybody invests in. And so you dive in. Are most people well-informed as to what they're getting into? Mm, I wouldn't say they're well-informed. Uh, I think they may have understood maybe when it was presented to them, but it wasn't clear enough maybe to be able to recall it later. I'm not saying that advisors don't uh, do proper jobs of explaining things. I just think the material is so foreign for most people that they don't grasp it. And uh, that's why she's having a difficult time sitting down looking at that thing. So how in the world am I going to get through it? As Daniel indicated, a summary page is a good place to start. But that's also something the advisor probably should advise her on as well as, you know, here's the key points of it. And um, so that they have a clear understanding when they actually do invest in it. They may soon forget that or not understand it in the future. That happens a lot. Yeah, I'd compare it to like, you know, going to a doctor and they'll give you the diagnosis and the breakdown, all the technical medical terms for what you may have. And it all sounds good. You're nodding your head. Oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. But then a month goes by and there's no way you're going to be able to recall some of the technical terms they used, what could have caused the condition. You know, those things easily slip out of our minds because it's not something we're familiar with. So you could have had something very well explained to you, put into an overall plan, but it's easy to forget. That's why we do written financial plans to help people be able to recall that and stay in touch with them and remind them sometimes about why things fit into their overall plan. Well, Donna, thank you certainly for writing in. We hope that uh, that answers your question and just highlights the importance of knowing what you're getting into and how having that overall plan can help you to accomplish that goal. Uh, Know what you're getting invested in. Work with an advisor who can properly educate you on the subject matter and on your retirement. Well, as always, we've really enjoyed answering your questions today on Retirement Income Solutions. Just a reminder that Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith are your financial coaches in Middle Georgia at Security First Asset Management. Remember, if you have questions about retirement, we're happy to answer them, and we're standing by after the show throughout the week. Just give us a call at 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. And we're always online at completetheplan.com. That's completetheplan.com. Well, thanks for listening to another edition of Retirement Income Solutions. Tune in again next week for another great show. Securities and advisory services offered through Madison Avenue Securities are registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Security First and Madison Avenue Securities are not affiliated entities.